Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. This has been the craziest of weeks. Uh, Donald Trump has had a big time. And uh, there hasn't been much on the news except for Donald Trump. And it's understandable. Uh, Charlottesville, a shock, a surprise. Never thought I'd see that again. These type of things happened years ago in this day and age of 2017, but we did. And there is much to talk about. It permeates the news. It controls the media. But something came up this morning that I haven't heard on the news all day. I've been watching for it, listening for it. I suspect we will hear about it tomorrow. I came across it in today's New York Times this morning. Today's New York Times this morning. And I'm going to open with that instead of Donald Trump. And then I'm going to get into Donald Trump, and I'm going to be all over the place. I want to talk about Ukraine, the Ukraine. All right? Now, they're our friends, supposedly. There's an old saying that you don't know who your friends are. And that's true. Think back of your experience with people you thought were dear friends, close friends, and then they screwed you. Or they did something that they shouldn't have done. Sometimes something that was unforgivable, sometimes something that was forgivable. But the bottom line is, over the years we have learned, over the ages we have learned, that you don't really know who your friends are. Didn't you find it surprising that all of a sudden last month, July, last month, uh, missiles, North Korea's firing missiles that have had a longer distance than had been anticipated. We were told that North Korea was one to two years away from having a missile that could reach the United States, and all of a sudden last month they had a missile that could hit the West Coast. They did a few tests, and we were told now the missile can hit uh, Denver, then it could hit Chicago, then it could hit New York and Washington. How the hell did they get it this fast? I mean, we had one or two years. Was it another failure of our intelligence system? What went on? No one talked about why. Why? Why have they? has the situation been accelerated and they have the power to do it now, something they did not have 60 days ago? Well, here is the story. <laughs> this is terrific. Uh, we have to talk about Ukraine. And Ukraine has been our friend. In 2014, our State Department and CIA and everybody else uh, helped the people of the Ukraine to have a coup of their then pro-Russian president. They they dumped, they got rid of the pro-Russian president, and they put in a, a president that was favorable to the United States, and the Ukraine was very happy that we had helped them with this coup, and uh, everything was going all right. They are our friends. And when Russia went in, when Putin went in, and he took away Crimea, I mean, who has stood steadfast by the Ukraine? The United States. I mean, we have told Putin, don't go any farther. Don't touch the Ukraine. All right? And I assume they appreciated the fact that we were standing by them and giving them a helping hand once again. Okay? So, now, today's New York Times this morning said that the Ukraine... 
the Ukraine, our friend, is behind North Korea's recent ballistic missile program, the successes of the missile program recently. Turns out that the Ukraine has a factory known as Yughamash. It's state-owned. It's a state-owned factory. And what do you think their specialty is? Missiles, long-range missiles. They not only have the ability to produce them, they have the genius, the mental power, the people with the mental capacity to program these things, know how to devise them, know how to make them go a step further, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Putin got pissed off. Uh, The country was now supportive of the United States, whereas they used to be supportive of Russia. So Putin said, screw you, and he stopped buying missiles from the state-owned Ukraine plant. Big problem for the Ukraine. They made money off these missiles with Putin. So things got tough. Things got tough. What happened is this. The Ukraine all of a sudden started selling missiles and the wherewithal on how to use them to North Korea recently on the black market. The missiles, the knowledge that went with them, how to further develop them, the manpower to help them. Our friends, the Ukraine, are selling the missiles to North Korea that Jung Yu is using to go beyond the waterways of Japan, beyond the waterways of Hawaii, to reach the western shores of the United States, to have the capacity to get to New York City and Washington, and all within the last four to six weeks. Isn't it absolutely amazing? And where the hell, my point right now is this, where the hell have our people in Washington been? Where has our intelligence been? Where has our CIA have been? Where has Trump been? You know, they, this is their headache, not mine or yours. Uh, you know, they, they're not doing it right, obviously. Uh, this reminds me of weapons of mass destruction. Uh, They're not doing their job, and they should be doing their job, and this is an absolute disgrace, and this is where you need an investigation. And the, uh, the other side of the coin here is, in the next two or three weeks, the United States, our country, is set to deliver, deliver a huge supply of military equipment to the Ukraine, anti-tank missiles and other weaponry. Should we still ship it? I mean, these people, our friends the Ukraine, have put in the hands of North Korea the ability to drop a nuclear device on one of our cities. That's the story. You should hear about it tomorrow. Now we go to Donald Trump, uh, our president, a disgrace. I didn't vote for him. If I had voted for him, I'd probably say today's a disgrace too, though. He's a disgrace, this man. He's not qualified to be president. He doesn't have the mental capacity. Uh, And I also think he's a bit of a lunatic. Besides being a bully, he's a lunatic. He isn't all there, this guy. We're going to start. I've got several different episodes that surround Charlottesville. We're going to start, though, today with what happened about 4.30 this afternoon on national television. Trump uh, was, was giving a presentation. Uh, regarding 
infrastructure. He had had a meeting with his Secretary of Transportation, his Secretary of Treasury, and I don't know who else, and they all were standing behind him. And he came out, and he was giving a press conference, and he spoke about infrastructure, which he didn't call infrastructure. He called it infrastructure, and it isn't infrastructure. I don't like correcting my president, but everyone knows it's infrastructure, not infrastructure, shows the depth of this man's mind. Be that as it may, at some point when the questions came, he asked for questions. Let me say this too. It was announced uh, a little while ago that sources within the White House said that the president was told not to take any questions at all. Uh, and just to make his statements on the infrastructure and leave the stage, well, he took questions. He's Donald Trump. He's going to do what he wants. And the first question they hit him with was not infrastructure. It had to do with Charlottesville. Okay. Now, what do you think Trump said? Uh, This is wild. You could tell he was mad that he denounced yesterday the neo-Nazis, the the white supremacists, and the Ku Klux Klan. He still denounced them today, but you could tell by the tone of his voice and the way he fit these things into his responses that he thought the alt-left was responsible. Now, I said alt-left, not alt-right. For years, we talk alt-right as part of the conservative movement on the Republican side. Did you ever hear of alt-left? I never heard of alt-left, but Trump made it up. We have a new term now in political dialogue, alt-left. And he felt it was both sides that caused this problem in Charlottesville. But really, in effect, it was the alt-left. Because he watched television, just as you and I watched television. We all watched television Saturday, and since of what happened in Charlottesville, he said it was the alt-left that crossed the streets with the clubs and started going after the people from the alt-right. And he went out of his way to make a point. He said they weren't. There weren't that many, in effect, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, or Ku Klux Klaners. These were just people who came, and they did not want their statue of Robert E. Lee taken down. It was like the women from the tea club, the elderly ladies from the tea club, coming and saying, we have tea during the summer on the lawn here. Please don't take down the statue, which is a crock. You saw them coming with candles in one hand, huge candles. Reminded me of Nazi Germany in the 1930s, early 30s. And baseball bats in the other hand. Hundreds of them coming down the street on television. So, uh, I thought it was un-American last week. I thought it was alt-right. But let me tell you something else. He was a rogue today. That's how TV's been describing Trump as a rogue when he started responding to questions. He just took off. He wasn't supposed to do this. He wasn't prepped by his team to do it. Uh, he said things like, besides both sides are wrong, uh, he t- I told you already the alt-left came charging with clubs in their hands, and he said the left, the alt-left, they did not have a permit. The alt-right did. Like the permit itself made the alt-right the good guys and the alt-left, I hate that term, alt-left, the bad guys. And he said not only did they come across with bats, the alt-left, 
they violently attacked those quiet people on the other street from the alt-right. Well, I'd like to know why, if that's the case, everything Trump says he saw, because I, I think the blind cannot see. He's blind. He don't see. Some people don't have the capacity to see that which is. They only see what they want to see. They only hear what they want to hear, and that is Donald Trump. Uh, I asked this question. If it was the alt-left, <laughs> why did the alt-right come with clubs, helmets, and body shields? Remember, they prepared their own body shields. They were like knights of old. They had their own shields in their hands in front of them. David Duke. <laughs> David Duke, the man Trump didn't know during the campaign when he came out in support of Trump, he said on national television, I don't know this guy, yet they've been showing on TV that 20 years ago Donald Trump was interviewed uh, and said that David Duke, because he was running for some important post, was a bad man, un-American, no good, et cetera, et cetera. But he forgot about him uh, during the campaign. Well, David Duke was at Charlottesville. And after the president spoke today at 4.30, roughly, on national television and answered questions at the press conference, David Duke sent out a tweet. He said, thank you, Mr. President, for your honesty and truth. He congratulated the president on his remarks. Okay, let's go back to Saturday. I thought it was un-American. I thought the alt-right who... Uh, were white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and Ku Klux Klaners. And they had to be there. They are a part of Trump's base. And let me tell you something. Trump is not going to irritate them, piss them off. He is not going to affect his base. Not at all. He's down to what? 33% support him? They are a part of that 33%. Not all of it, but they are a part. He can't afford to lose them as part of his base. Or maybe it's not a political decision. Maybe this is how our president thinks. This is what he believes, that the alt-right is right, okay? And we've got to change America completely. We've got to take America back, as the alt-right says. Uh, I believe that these people, they're, they're anti-color. You know that. They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-affirmative action. They're anti-establishment. I believe they're fueled. They're fueled by Donald Trump. Because during the primaries, the election, and since he's in office, this guy's a bully. And by his very words, and you know what they are, he encourages violence. He encourages violence. Not peace and quiet, violence. I have said before, I think last week on this show, I said it on my blog, uh, I, may, I, I wrote about it in my blog, rather, and I've said it, I know, definitely on my Facebook, Key West Lou Live video, there is a dark side to man. We all know this. We've got a little bit of bad in all of us, a little bit of evil. We just keep it subjected, and we don't let it come out. Well, Trump brings out the dark side of man, okay? He, he takes those who are prone to hatred more so than most, and he brings that hatred out. And what happens is a Charlottesville. It's a Charlottesville. Forget, Don't forget, my friends, that two of his West Wing advisors, Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, both were with Breitbart News, the leading publication supporter of the 
the I'm sorry, just a minute. Uh, of the alt right groups, of, of white supremacists, white nationalists. Which now brings me to uh, I make my notes up for the shows I go along during the week. And sometimes what I, I pick up on a Monday or uh, or a Sunday or Saturday's no good Tuesday night or it's not doesn't quite fit because things change that rapidly with some issues. But I, I'm going to go over some things that sort of changed. Trump, finally, uh, on Saturday, well, he didn't mention anti-establishment. He didn't, he didn't say Ku Klux Klaners. He didn't say white supremacists, neo-Nazis. He says both sides bear responsibility. And he went on to emphasize by saying a second time, both sides. Never mention by name these bad people that are anti-American. Uh, that we just don't believe it. I know there are white supremacists, but they're in a very small minority in this country. But yet they're getting big time publicity. And the Nazis we got rid of in 1945 when we won World War II, and the Ku Klux Klaners went down the tube around the 1970s. But he didn't mention them. Then came yesterday, Monday. And he went on national television, and he gave this long spiel about what happened, shouldn't have happened, it's un-American, and then at one point said that he was against white nationals, neo-Nazis, and Ku Klux Klaners, and I knew as far as he was concerned, his staff was concerned, and I could see from the media, well, he named them. At least he did that, so you got to give him credit. I, I couldn't give him credit. Because the man lies. There is no question he is a liar. First class, 100%. What he says today is not valid tomorrow. And sure enough, I mean, sure enough, uh, today with the talk that came out, <laughs> very soon, 24 hours later, uh, he talked nicely about these people today. He talked nicely about the alt-right. He's on their side. Again, I'm not sure why. But he's on their side. So, Saturday the president said, and I quote, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. Well, i got to say this to my president. Mr. President, the hatred and bigotry Saturday was only on one side, not many sides. I believe that the story I told you about the Ukraine tonight and as my opening topic was something that sort of made you sit back, open your eyes, and say, wow, well, I got another wall for you right now. And it involves Charlottesville again. From what I can gather, the police were told not to interfere if altercations arose, fighting between the groups, unless they were given the command to do so. Their function on the street was to prevent anything happening by making the crowd break apart, keep pushing the crowd to move it along. Uh, but if they start beating each other up, do not get involved. And think back for a moment, if you would, those of you who watch TV, this on television, uh, did you see the police ever getting involved? 
when the, the bats were flying and people were jumping on each other and netting them. I don't recall it. Uh, so the command never came. Interesting. Uh, and I hope at some point comes out why. Uh, I don't know. What you saw on the video was the violent foot- footage involving supremacists, neo-Nazis, and uh, the Ku Klux Klaners against counter-protesters. You know, and a lot of them were wearing hats. Do you recall Trump hats? Make America great again from the campaign. Uh, again, the police were standing there nearby and did nothing to stop the violence once it commenced. They had been instructed not to do so. And this, I believe, caused the, the event to become a much bigger thing than it might have been. Notice that it was an alt-right rally, alt-right rally, called Unite the Right, Unite the Right. The white supremacists are the ones who obtained the permit. More important, the white supremacists spent several months openly planning the war they knew they were going to get going in Charlottesville. These are cold, hard facts. One of the things white supremacists seek to do and this is a Steve Banner type thing and a Stephen Miller thing, and I'm beginning to think it must be Donald Trump's thing, too, in his head. They, they seek to divide and conquer. Remember, Bannon wants to change the way we do business in this country. He wants to change the world, how, they do, how the world does business. Uh, I'm saying operating politically and so forth, not from a business perspective. And... The way you do this is you've got to overturn existing governments. Banning's quoted over the years having said that. He wants to change existing government. He wants to topple existing government and replace it with one that's nationalistic in nature. Now, what does all this mean? These are tactics that I believe the white supremacists push, divide and conquer, and they're also being pushed by Trump's government. Trump encourages dividing people. As long as he keeps the citizens in this country fighting each other, he knows he's got one group on his side and they're solid. And we're equally divided in this country. You know it and I know it, 50-50. We are two brick walls up against each other, and nothing's going to help us, I think, for a while. The, The government is usurping our freedoms a little bit at a time. I believe Donald Trump. One of his goals, and he started doing, you know, take away the EPA regulations. You say it's because we're going to help corporations. They just want to change everything. Give the power to one group, the corporations. They're continuing to usurp our freedoms, rob us, divide us, and control us to the point. Listen to what Lewis is going to say. You may not agree with me. To the point of complete despotism. Okay. They're going to control us completely, or we're going to have a civil war. Now, civil war could happen. I'm not saying it's going to. I really don't think so, but it's out there. Uh, But they want to take over our way of life. Trump and his followers from the alt-right, they want to take over our way of life. And they're trying to do it right now through a Steve Bannon who strongly influences Trump and a Stephen Miller and so forth. I, interestingly, for the last two months have been referring to Stephen Miller as the Joseph Goebbels. Remember Hitler's chief propagandist? 
Joseph Goebbels, that's who Stephen Miller is. He wrote the immigration papers. Uh, he's been writing some things now for the president again. He was on TV the other day. I forget what he was talking about. Uh, he, he's a bad guy. <laughs> he twists and turns. You know, who was, it was Goebbels, not Hitler, who said this. Goebbels said you tell a lie enough times and it becomes the truth. Okay. Now, there's a fellow out there, some of you may recall the name, called Machiavelli. I had to read Machiavelli. I've read Machiavelli three times the first time in college. He wrote a small, slim book called The Prince in the 16th century. And basically, he showed how the state, I'll refer to the state as the government because that's what he meant, showed the government how to control the people. You've got to separate them. You've got to divide and conquer. Separate and rule, divide and conquer. And I don't know if I'm making myself clear tonight, but this is part of Trump's agenda. This is part of the Bannon agenda. This is part of the alt-right agenda. They're separating us, not just now. This just didn't happen in six months. It's been going on for 10 years or better. But now it's becoming more pronounced and more visible. We can see it. We can feel it. They're trying to divide us. They have divided us. I've never seen this country so divided politically. And bad things are going to come from this unless we can correct it somehow. Staying with Trump and Kim Jong-un, okay? They're two madmen, the guy from North Korea and the guy from Washington, D.C., Trump Tower on Madison Ave, on Ma uh, in Manhattan, rather. Both crazy, not any question about it. I feel... Trump, in this instance, with who's going to bomb who, and I'm going to start a fire, and I'm going to get the power that we're going to send from the United States you will never have seen before the world hasn't seen, feeds Jung Yoon's lunacy, his lunacy. Uh, because he's, hey, he can't piss on me like that. I'm going to do him one better, and he comes out with a bigger, bigger charge he's going to do against us. The last few days it's been calm. I don't know if it's been calm because these two nuts haven't been challenging each other or because Charlottesville's been in the news. Still, if these idiots keep it up or had kept it up, they could be inviting what I keep describing as a nuclear apocalypse. This morning, this morning, and I don't know if this hasn't been on the news, I don't think. This morning, Jung Yu announced... He announced that he was going to delay fire. He blinked first. He was going to delay firing missiles at Guam. He was going to sit back and watch what the United States does a little longer. Uh, so you can see the game being played, and Jung Yu has backed off for the time being, at least fortunately. I don't think this guy's got the balls to do it because he knows it means, he has to know it means utter destruction for his country. Ah, uh, well, okay. Uh, we, remember Joe Arpaio, the sheriff in Phoenix, Arizona, for years, for years. He's a hero, a national hero. He's been arresting immigrants and Latinos, not giving them their civil rights, taking them back across the border, or throwing them in jail without a hearing judge or attorney. He's been totally abusing the legal rights of any people, citizens or not, in this country. Very conservative, very much to the right, good friend of Donald Trump. Uh, 
uh, birds of a feather. Well, a federal judge got involved in this thing about a year ago, uh, and you don't screw with federal district court judges, by the way. They are the most powerful people in the world. And a judge got sick and tired of him violating his orders to stop doing these things, and he issued an order saying, you do it again and you're in contempt of court. Well, he did it again, and he was in contempt of court, and he had a hearing now, and he's been found guilty, and he faces a year in jail for this. Guess what's happening? Uh, there's talk in the White House, uh, though Trump hasn't said it directly, that Trump is seriously considering giving the man a pardon, and we'll discuss it with the people of the United States next week. You know what that would be? That would be a presidential, official presidential endorsement of racism. Right or wrong? He's throwing the Latinos out, the Mexicans, that's all. Well, that's the show for this week. Hope you have enjoyed. I thought that the topics were especially interesting. Uh, I look forward to being with you again next week. I always do. I, I love doing this show. I'm doing a live video on Facebook every day, two or three minutes. Uh, Key West Lou Live. Watch it. You, you'll see my ugly face and my hands flying around. But I try to talk of, about topics of interest. Uh, listen in a day or two and see if you enjoy it. In any event, come back next week, folks. I love discussing these topics with you.